We're talking about planting churches. And we've said that you begin by preparing the field. Then you sow the field. Then you then you tend the field. And now we want to talk about harvesting the field. The farmer does his work for the purpose of gathering the harvest. He prepares the soil, sows the seed, tends the plants so that one day he will be able to harvest the crop. And yet it is still hard work to gather the harvest. But it is also a time of joy and celebration. Our goal has been to plant a church in a place where there wasn't a clear knowledge of the gospel before. So after preaching the gospel, after baptizing and teaching the new believers, it is time to lead the new believers to establish themselves as a church. And this is a time of celebration. But it also requires hard work. Now, before we can establish a church, we need to make sure we know what a church is. A church is an assembly of people who have been born again. The Greek word translated church in our Bibles is ekklesia. And it simply means an assembly. A church of Jesus Christ is an assembly of people who have believed the good news about Jesus and been made new through faith. A church is an organized gathering of God's children in a particular place. It is a local expression of the family of God. Now, why does God's family gather together? While there are many purposes, all of them can be summarized in two. A church exists to worship God and to make disciples. Churches gather to worship God. Now, worship includes more than just singing. 
To worship God means to pray together. To hear from his word together. To grow in our knowledge of him. We gather to know God and to love God. But a church also exists to make disciples. We are not satisfied with knowing and loving God ourselves. We want others to know Him. We want others to experience the joy that we have experienced. Churches exist to share the gospel with their neighbors. Mm-hmm. A church exists to plant other churches in other places. Mm-hmm. A church exists to show God's love to those in need. Mm-hmm. So a church is an assembly of people who have been born again. Who gather to worship and make disciples. Now, up to this point, we have sowed the gospel seed. We've tended to the new believers. And now we have a gathering of young believers in Christ. But we do not yet have a fully formed church. Now what needs to be established to gather these young believers into a fully formed and fully functioning church? A mature church consists of members. And assembly. Biblical preaching. Baptism in the Lord's Supper. And leaders. So let's talk about members. A church member is a part of the body of Christ. Paul writes to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. A member is simply a part of Christ's body. A part of God's family. Now we keep a written list of members because 
because it's the duty of the church to love one another. Dima tsunga ndanda nda wa maina anta minalizi walo za mpingo jifuwa ni nchito ya mpingo kusamalilana wina ninzake. And we cannot know how to love one another if we don't know who belongs to the body and the family and who doesn't. Ndipo silingate kuziwa kutitisamalilana wina ninzake motani kapina kukwanda na wina ninzake kati siti ziwa kutitindane ama mwela kuzasongkana na afe. Now since the church is specifically in a symbol of those who assembly of those who have been born again Popeza ku mpingo ndi kusonkano wa anto awa mena bado matsopanoa Then there are three requirements for church membership Ndekuti kuti munthu akhalichi walo cha mpingo amaenera kuti akwanilitse zinthu zitatu izi First a church member is someone who has repented and believed the gospel Choyambilira munthu walo cha mpingo ndi munthu amene wala pandi kukhulupira uthenga wa bwino Second a church member is someone who has shown their faith in the gospel through baptism mm. as a believer Ndi, by immersion. Ndipo chinti chachiwili ndichokuti munthu amene akwena khachi walo ndamene waonetsera chikhulupiro chake kudzera mu batizo ponetsera umene uli ofikidwa madzi. Third, a church member is someone who has submitted their life to the teachings of the Bible. So to be a church member, someone has to be a baptized believer. Who is committed to obeying Jesus together with the other members of the church? Amen. And those people who are going to convert Jesus Christ to the Lord, Zindi, ma abzwalozina zampingo. And churches must be taught to protect the purity of their membership. Ndipo mipingo iguenda kupunzita, kupunzita ido amomu yanga tetezele wa unguiro wa mimbala kapi na ma abzwalozampingo. And to love the members. Komanso ku konda and the way we do that is through the process of church discipline. Church discipline is when we ask a church member who is sinning to repent and return to a life of holiness. And the goal is for the sinning church member to return to a life that's consistent with faith in the gospel. Jesus gave instructions for church discipline in Matthew 18. Yesu anapeleka malangizo amawerezedwe ampingo mai ku Matthew chapter 18 verses 15 to 17. Ma verse 15 mpaka na 17. In that passage he teaches us to repeatedly ask a sinning brother or sister to repent. Mondime zimene za malemba akudiuza kuti tikwena kumupe mpambale kapena mulongo mobwerenza bwerenza kuti alape machimo ake. And if they repeatedly refuse to repent. Ndipo 
Then Jesus tells us to remove them from membership. Church membership is a covenant commitment to the family of God. It comes with expectations and responsibilities. Church members are expected to serve the church and obey the Bible. Now we've talked about members. Let's talk about an assembly. The church is an assembly of its members. Now, while it's true that the church is the people and not the building, it's also true that a church needs a time and a place to meet. If a church doesn't assemble, then it isn't a church. And to assemble requires a time and a place. Now, many churches build their own houses of worship or meeting houses. But these types of houses is, are not necessary for a church to be a church. In fact, the expense of building and maintaining a meeting house can often be damaging to the spiritual life of a church. A church can meet in the houses of members under trees or even in simple grass or temporary structures. The important thing is that a church should designate a regular place to meet. That way, members will know where to go. Now, from New Testament times, churches have met on Sunday mornings. Sunday is the day that Jesus rose from the dead. And we gather every week to celebrate his victory over sin and death. Now, churches may meet at other times for different purposes. They can have Sunday school. 
Women's prayer meetings. Men's prayer meetings. meetings. And many other kinds of gatherings. But a church should designate a regular time on Sunday to meet for worship as an entire family of Christ. Now, when the church assembles, they need to hear God's word. While every part of the worship service is important to some degree, biblical preaching is the central act of worship. Every song and prayer before the sermon should prepare the people to hear from God. And everything that happens after the sermon should help the people respond to what God has spoken through the preacher. In a new church, the pastor is probably a young believer himself. And he will need a lot of help to learn how to preach the word clearly and faithfully. He needs to be taught that preaching is simple. It's simply explaining illustrating and applying a passage of the Bible. And the best way to do this is to work through a book of the Bible. To take a book of the Bible and simply go section by section or paragraph Paragraph. And to take each section and explain it, illustrate it, and apply it. Without someone helping them, most Mature pastors will simply share some Bible inspired thought. Or even worse, they will speak about dreams that they have had. So they need the church planter to mentor them so they can learn how to preach the word faithfully. 
faithfully. Now, as an assembly of God's children, the church displays the gospel in two special ways. Baptism and the Lord's Supper. As we've discussed, baptism is dunking a born-again person under water. It is a sign that God has made that person new. It announces to the world this new believer's faith in the gospel. The Lord's Supper is when people who have been baptized eat bread and drink and they do this as a remembrance of the death of Jesus for our sins. Both of these things should be a regular practice of a mature church. A mature and healthy church baptizes every person that comes to faith in the in the gospel. And they regularly remember the death of Christ as a family through the Lord's Supper. The final essential part of a, an established church is its leaders. Without leaders, any group of people will lose their way. They will be like sheep without a shepherd. So God has instituted leaders for the church. First, the true leader of every church is Jesus Christ himself. The Bible calls him the head of the church. And the chief shepherd. But second, as a body of spirit-filled believers, the congregation itself makes many important decisions. But the Bible teaches there are two groups of leaders that guide every church. The first group are the pastors, which the Bible also calls elders or overseers. And the second group is the deacons. 
Mati wili ndi andi awa atumiki madikoni. Now pastors meet the spiritual needs of the church. Azibusa ama yanganila zosowe gazampingo za uzimu. They pray and preach. Ama pempela na ama lalikira. They counsel people. Komanso ama pereka upungu kwa antu. They equip believers for the work of ministry. Ama watandizila andokulubilila kutajite nchito ya utumiki. Deacons assist the pastors. Atumiki kapena madikoni ama tandizila azibusa. And they do this by focusing on the physical needs of the church. Nipo ama chita zimenezi iwo po yangani la tobano zosoweka za kutupi za mpingo. Especially the needs of widows and orphans in the church. Kweni kweni zosoweka za azimaya meni azimuna wana mwalira kumanso ana meni makula wana mwalira. Now when a church matures they will call their own pastors and deacons. Pa meni mpingo wakwima umasanka azisogoleli paoka kumanso amadikoni. But in the New Testament at the beginning of a church's life we see the church planter appointing men as pastors. Mwuchipangano jetu bano pa meni mpingo ina zalidwe tukuona mundamene ana zala mpingo yondamene ama sanka azisogoleli ngadameneo. As a church planter, appointing a pastor is one of the most important decisions that you will make. A bad pastor will do great damage to a young church. So who qualifies as a pastor? First, the Bible says a pastor must be above reproach. And in 1 Timothy 3, 1-7, and also Titus 1, 6-9, we see the godly character that a pastor should have. But second, a pastor must possess the spiritual gifts necessary to complete the work. He must have the ability to teach the word of God. Third, a pastor must be called by God. The inward call of a pastor by the Holy Spirit is what makes a man feel like he has to preach the gospel. Paul describes this call in 1 Corinthians 9.16. He says, I am compelled 
to preach and woe to me if i do not preach the gospel paul akunena kuti ndakakamizika kubulalikira ineyo ndine wasoka ngati sindilalikira uthenga wabwino and finally a pastor's calling needs to be recognized by the church chintu chomaliza nchokuti maitanirwe ambambusa akuyenera kuti azindikiriki azindikiriki ndi mpingo the inward call of a pastor must be confirmed by the outward call of the church maitanirwe ambusa ankati mwakimwandima akuyenera kuti atsimikizidwe pamene mpingo umwitana Now as you are seeking to appoint men who possess the character, the Pam- gifting and the calling of God. Pamene mukuyanga na anta mene ali okwanira kapamanswari ndi mphaso ngati zimenezi zamaitanidwe amulungo. Keep in mind that pastors of young churches will need you to mentor and teach them for a long period of time. Mukumbukire kuti mibasa mipingo yengono ngati adzafunika kuti mwathandi As a church planter, your job is not finished with the pastor when the pastor is appointed. In some ways, it has just begun. Now a farmer rejoices at harvest time. But when the harvest comes, his labor starts all over again. He must now prepare his field again for the next season. And in the same way, the labor of a church planter never ends. Once a church is established in one place, it is time to prepare to go to a new place. There are always more people that need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. When Jesus commanded us to make disciples in Matthew 28, He also promised to be with us to the end of the age. He said this because the task he gave us will not be completed until he returns. In Matthew 24:14, <laughs> Jesus said the good news of the kingdom will be proclaimed in all the world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. And so we continue our work until the end comes. Ndipo timapitiliza nchito yathu mpaka na mapeto atafika.